welcome into the Mike and Micah podcast. We're back here for another episode. We're going to be here for the rest of the year. We're going to try to get a podcast out every single week, but we have a lot to get into today. We have a lot of good, great ideas uh, for the year. We're going to start with NFL news. Antonio Brown, there's been a saga going on. He didn't play in the last game. It was first reported that it was a knee injury, but now it's come out that he got he got benched because he didn't show up to practices, that he got hurt. Um, he was saying to the team that he was hurt, but they didn't think that he was very serious about the game. And they're saying that he got into an argument, but both Big Ben and Mike Tomlin today uh, denied that he got into any argument with uh, teams. We saw AB liking tweets uh, from George Kittle of the 49ers, liking Instagram posts from the 49ers. And then uh, he also dropped an Instagram live video with James Harrison, who said he's going to get the scoop of what actually happened. So there's a lot going on with AB right now in the Steelers, and it's not looking great for the Steelers. Mike, I want to go to you and say, what exactly can the Steelers do to to make this work? Is it possible that this relationship can ever be mended again, or do you think both sides have to move on? At this point, I think we're at the point where there's going to be a lot of building back trust from both sides. Um, you know, AB is kind of a, I feel like he was kind of on edge already with the Le'Veon situation. He felt probably like they weren't valuing a guy that should be valued in the locker room. Um, we saw a couple instances, the Facebook Live thing. Um, you know, it was kind of just, I feel like the writing was on the wall with AB. It was either going to be a situation where he works out with the team or he completely leaves them. I think right now we're seeing that he made his decision that he wants to get out of there. Um, you know, maybe he's trying to do whatever he needs to do to get out of there. If I'm the Steelers, I don't necessarily want that to happen, but you don't want another situation where a guy can hold out. So I feel like they end up going to trade him. Um, if they do trade him, I think the 49ers is a great option. I feel like he actually wants to go there. So in saying that, it's probably going to be something worked out if they do move him. He'll move to the NFC West out of the conference, out of the division, somewhere where he can just play. Um, I don't think there's any meaning of this relationship. I feel like the the reports of you know it being Tomlin and Roethlisberger versus AB and whoever kind of opposes them are true. Um, I feel like Ben's role on that team is solidified until he retires. I feel like Tomlin's role on that team is solidified until whenever he's done or whenever a coaching chain gets made, if a coaching chain ever gets made. Um, I feel like AB's the odd man out, and he finally feels that, and he wants to be out. Yeah. I, I think he wants to be out, but he's under contract. And I, a talent like that, I think you just don't let go. Yes, you'll be able to probably get a first-round pick from the 49ers this year, which is a very good pick. But what exactly are you going to be getting? This draft is uh, – there are a lot of great defensive players. Yes, you need help on your defense, but you also need help on your offense. You have two young running backs who uh, – with Samuel Connor, who look pretty good this season. But th- I don't think Juju right now is going to be able to take that leap to become – a number one wide receiver. I don't think James Washington is ready to take that uh, that spot of being that deep there. We saw him earlier in the year where he was wide open and dropped um, a ball that AB would never even imagine dropping. Yes, he was able to get one uh, deep ball against the Bengals, but I don't think he's ready to take that next step. This team is just a team full of personalities. Big Ben um, has personality, AB, Juju. So it's just what you have to deal with. I think it, the emotion of not making the playoff and everything is making the situation seem a lot worse. I, I say you let it ride out throughout the summer. You talk to him, you get him to calm down and everything. And once training camp comes around, 
you see, is this possible to, is this possible to work out or have cooler uh, heads prevailed? And are we going to be able to uh, talk this out like men and see if we can, we don't have to be best of friends. We just have to work together great on the field. Coexist, and if, yeah. Yeah, and if, if him and Ben and Tommy can sit down and say, we don't have to like each other, but this, this works, this has worked for the past couple of years. It wasn't able to take us to the playoffs, but this year, but we've been able to get to the playoffs the past couple of years. If that's, doesn't work out if it's totally not able to uh work then that's something that's a decision you have to make right now because you don't want to be in a situation where you've already lost out lost out on a draft pick and you're getting a player i think they would the Steelers would rather want to draft a player uh a draft a player than trading for a player already in the nfl because they get to pick and choose where exactly they want to go and what type of player they're looking for so that's that's something they had to make within the next two weeks if they think that uh, once cooler heads prevail, if they're going to be able to work out the situation, that you definitely try to keep them. If not, that you have to get them out of there and try to get them to uh, a team that has that has a need for uh, a wide receiver that has a high draft pick. The Jets with Sam Darnold, if you could get a number one receiver, that that would be very interesting. They've been rumored to uh, try to get Le'Veon Bell too. So there's a lot going on, um, a lot going on there. But the Steelers, the Steelers are one of the biggest soap operas uh, in the league and. I know people are blaming Mike Tomlin, but I, I really don't think it's something you can blame uh, Mike Tomlin on. Yeah, I really don't think so either. I mean, you know, the idea of firing Tomlin, it's pretty, I don't think it's very wise. I mean, maybe they're a little sick of this little situation going on, but there's not many better coaches in the league with a better repertoire, with a better, really just standing than Mike Tomlin. I mean, if you fire Tomlin, let's say they fire Tomlin. Who do you pick up? <laughs> you don't get Cliff Kingsbury, who worked with only college coaches in the OC at USC, didn't even keep his head coach job. You know, you don't get a guy like Rex Ryan, who is shown to be combatant with players and stuff like that, even though he's a great defensive mind. I feel like for what Mike Tomlin does, he's able to, for at least 10 years or so, been able to manage these egos on his team and really got the best result out of the teams the Steelers has brought up. So I don't really see firing him doesn't answer anything really it just creates more of a mess yeah i don't think there's a coach out there right now that's going to be able to control the the personalities in the locker room as well as i think mike tomlin has been able to it hasn't been great but besides bill belichick i think any other coach would have would have been gone by now because mike tomlin he's been able to divert the pittsburgh media whenever they bring up uh Le'Veon bell questions or ab questions he's football 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 and that's something that you need from um, your head coach, and he's been able to win for them most most of the years. This has been this was definitely a very weird year. They started off great, it ended off not the way that they uh, wanted to. The defense was not as good, and it hasn't been as good since uh, Ryan Shazier left, who they drafted and who was a great po- Pro Bowl player. But unfortunately, he had a situation, and the defense hasn't been the same. So I don't really think that's something you can blame on Mike Tomlin. But that's enough of the drama. Let's get into. Uh, the games that we have coming up this week, it's wild card weekend. There are a lot of great games. We're going to start on Saturday with uh, the 10 and 6 Colts are visiting the 11 and 5 uh, Houston, Texas Texans. Uh, the Texans are favored by a point and a half. The game is at 435 on ESPN. Micah, I want to get your predict- prediction on what do you think is going to happen in this game? Um, You know, I'm, I have to go with the Texans um, just off the bat. I like, even though. I will say this to start out. The Colts, great way to end the season. Um, really, the 
probably one of the most dangerous teams coming out of the AFC. Um, off the bat, I think Chargers and Ravens is two other very dangerous teams that could possibly be upsets if they get wins against you know the higher-seeded opponents. But I can't go against the Texans right now. I mean, yes, they did look a little shaky in the upcoming weeks. Um, but Sean Watson... DeAndre Hopkins, the combo. I love the two ends. I love J.J. Watt. I love Javion Clowney. I feel like for what they have to do to win this game, they have to score points, and they have to get key stops against a really hot offense right now, and I feel like they won't be able to do that. There's not a better team equipped to do that. I love the divisional games going into um, the wild card just because there's a lot of bad blood. I think it'll be a great game, but I do have the Texans pulling out. Uh. I like the Texans a lot. I, I do agree that they've been struggling the past couple of weeks, and that's why I think that's why I'm really iffy on on that game. Um, I like the way that Andrew Luck has been playing. Definitely going to be comeback player of the year coming back from that shoulder injury. He looks like he's 100% again, and uh, that quarterback that led the Colts to the playoffs uh, before he got injured, and that team that he led, led to the playoffs was definitely not as good as the current team that he has now with his offensive line led by Quentin Nelson being – uh, that freak there and they've been able to get something from Marley Mack in the backfield which is something that he did not have in a running game uh, really the first time he went into the playoffs so I definitely think it's going to be it's going to be a fun game but the Texans have J.J. Watt they have Jadavion Clowney who are probably the two most unguardable uh, one, of, one of the two most unguardable uh, players in the NFL and I think that's just going to wear on the Colts O-line and eventually once they get to Andrew Luck, that's when everything, I, I think, is going to become a little bit shaky. So with that, I'm going with the Texans. I think they're going to be able to pull it out. I think Deshaun Watson is going to be able to have that connection with DeAndre Hopkins, who, like like I said, Mike, Mike has been saying this uh, for a while now, that DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the league. And he proved it this year by not dropping the ball at all. He gets If you're throwing at him, he's going to catch it. And he's shown that he is a great receiver. And I think that that connection is going to be even stronger uh, in the playoffs, Deshaun, when it's uh, big money time, Deshaun Watson knows that he has that receiver that's going to uh, show up big for him. Yeah, man, 100 plus catches, zero drops. That's that's all that's otherworldly type stats. Um, you know, I just see, I mean, I don't think they make it out of the divisional round, but I think they definitely think gets past the Colts. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with that. The next game that we have on Saturday is the Seattle Seahawks visiting uh, the Cowboys. The Seahawks. Uh, kind of had a shaky start, but were able to end the year having a major middle to end of the season. They would have won in their division, but they are in the division with the LA Rams, who had an amazing season, who we will see uh, play next week, and the Cowboys, who won the NFC East. I don't want to sound like a homer, but kind of by default, because uh, Carson Wentz didn't look 100% uh, with uh, the Eagles. He had his back problems. He was still recovering from his ACL, so the Eagles weren't able to get to that place where they were a year before they still made the playoffs once Nick Foles was able to come in and then you also had on the other hand the Redskins who are leading the division until their starter and backup quarterback both had season ending leg injuries along with O-line injuries and so many other injuries so they kind of backed their way into it they still were able to get 10 and 6 and got hot at the right time they beat good teams like the Saints who I didn't believe they were going to be able to be so the Seahawks are visiting the Cowboys I personally I'm not I'm not very optimistic about um, I'm not optimistic about the Cowboys winning in the previous game. I think the Colts do have a chance. I think I'll, I'll put that uh, more like 60, 40 Texans Colts. This one I'm seeing more of a 70, 30, where I think that the Seahawks have the defense. I, 
the Seahawks have the better defense, in my opinion, um, with a player like Bobby Wagner, who has been wreaking havoc uh, on the league. They have the quarterback, the better quarterback, Russell Wilson, who is able to do, uh, take that clock management game and play a lot better than Dak Prescott in that offense. Their O-line has been a lot better. They have the deep threat in Doug Baldwin, who who has been amazing for the past couple of seasons. I don't see anywhere where the Cowboys really have an advantage over the Seahawks, and that's why I think that uh, the Seahawks, who beat the Cowboys earlier this season, they weren't at their the way that they're playing now, and I think they're going to be able to do the same thing and probably handle this game all the way through. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. Um, especially, you know, the Cowboys have finished the season very well. Um, the Amari Cooper signing was probably the biggest they've had in a couple of years, especially getting that number one threat after losing Dez. It was pretty clear that they had no passing game in the beginning of the season before they made that move. And this kind of alleviated pressure from Zeke, really helped out Dak a lot, um, kind of got the offense inspired. But, I can't go against the Seahawks. They're a really well-coached team with Pete Carroll. Russell Wilson is a veteran, battle-tested type quarterback. He knows how to get gritty Ws in the playoffs, home or away. And, you know, I just, if you go matchup to matchup, I just see the Seahawks prevailing in a lot of those. And in football, that's how you win games. You have to have better matchups. The Cowboys, a great way to end the season. Um... You know, it, it'll be a close game. I think. I think all these really. I don't think all these games are going to be relatively close. It's a wild card. It's not really. I mean, there are blowouts and stuff like that. It's not get that twisted, but I don't really see it here. But you know, there's no home field advantage in Dallas. I see the Seahawks coming in, getting a W, walking back out. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, talking about Ezekiel Elliott, he has to have a monster game for the Cowboys to to have a chance in it, and. The Seahawks defense, I just think it's good enough to be able to stifle uh, the running game of the Dallas Cowboys. But we're going to move to the Sunday games. We have the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to uh, Baltimore to face the Baltimore Ravens, who uh, were able to win uh, the AFC North uh, last week by beating uh, by beating the Browns. The Chargers, who had an amazing season, but similar situation with the Seahawks. They were right behind the Kansas City Chiefs, who had a spectacular season, who we're going to see next week. These teams played uh, played each other three weeks ago. The Ravens came out on top. Their, the game was in Los Angeles. This game is now in Baltimore. So, Micah, I want to get your opinion. What do you think is happening in this Chargers-Ravens game? Man, as much as I like the Chargers, especially – you know, this season, I feel like Anthony Lynn probably ended up being coach of the year, if not Matt Nagy. But the Chargers have a lot of great things going for them. But I feel like the Lamar Jackson train right now is hot. I feel like the momentum is on their side. They're playing in Baltimore. That's a great home field advantage. Those are crazy fans, dedicated fans. Um, and I feel like they get it done. Um, just to note, Lamar Jackson's first 200-yard passing game was against the Chargers. And while, you know, it's, it's a little different to see a team – three weeks ago and then seeing them again, especially when a nine-year division. I feel like they do relatively the same thing. Um, Lamar Jackson gets the ball outside the hashes. They, of course, stifle him with the run game. Gus Edwards is a tank. He's going to do what he does. The defense is going to end up making some plays. Um, Eric Weddle going against his former team. I just feel like it all leads to Baltimore getting a W. Another close game, in my opinion, uh, probably more like a 14-10 a kind of game, even though both these teams can score. I feel like it would be a, a really close defensive-oriented game, but I have the Ravens coming out on top. I I do I do love Lamar Jackson. I love what 
the Ravens have been doing and how the defense and uh, offense, everybody just seems excited to have Lamar Jackson finally playing. But I think going with the Chargers, this is just based off of Phillip Rivers being a veteran quarterback in the NFL. We saw last year with Jared Goff uh, getting to the playoffs for the first time. He looked very shaky. It's it's a little bit different. The the lights are a little bit brighter. Yes, Lamar has played in some big games, but it's nothing like the NFL. And I think that's where uh, Phillip Rivers is just going to be able to edge him out on that. I do love uh, the Ravens defense, but they did give they gave up a lot of yards to Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he did throw inter- three interceptions, but Phillip Rivers is not the quarterback that uh, that Baker Mayfield is. Melvin Gordon being questionable is something that I am looking uh, looking at right now. If he's not able to go, I do think that changes it drastically for um, for the Chargers. I'll still have them winning, but I think it'll be a little bit closer. But for right now, I think I have to go with the Chargers just based off of Phillip Rivers being more of a veteran quarterback and a veteran leader and will be able to eventually get those deep shots and get uh, situations where they, they're going to be able to get touchdowns um, rather quickly. And if you need somebody to come back in the fourth quarter, we've seen it a couple of times this year. Phillip Rivers has been able to do it. And in that Kansas City game, they were down uh, the whole game and were able to come back and get the two-point conversion. So – I think from that, off of that, I think I have to take the Chargers um, in this game. And the last game that we have for Sunday is it's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Chicago Bears. The Eagles were just able to sneak in because the Vikings lost to the Chicago Bears. I mean, Kirk Cousins, what can you say about that? Being a D.C. fan, we saw it so many times, the biggest games, he doesn't show up. And once again, he didn't show up, so the Eagles were able to get in. Uh, But Micah? We have Nick Foles. Uh, he got injured in the Redskins game. They say he's 100% and ready to go. We have Nick Foles going up against a Chicago Bears defense who has been amazing this year. They traded for Khalil Mack, and that proved to be the biggest move in uh, the franchise in a while. They were able to win uh, their division 12-4, and but they are facing the defending Super Bowl champions who are feeling very good right now with Nick Foles there. It seems like the offense has found their way again, and the defense is excited and energize again. So who do you have winning uh, this game? I mean, the only way the Bears lose this game if Trubisky just blows it. I don't see the Eagles doing what they did last year. It's a magical run. Even though they have the same pieces intact, they actually have a little bit more pieces, thinking of Michael Bennett and stuff like that on the D-line, matching with Fletcher Cox. And that's, that, was, that was a crazy signing. But regardless, I don't see the Bears in a position where they can really lose this game. Yes, the Eagles are playing great right now. They have their man, which is funny to think about, they have their man Foles back there conducting the offense. They're feeling good, but I've seen the Bears play. I love it. I mean, the defense is stifling. Khalil Mack is an otherworldly type of player. Eddie Jackson is king of the secondary right now. The home field advantage in Chicago is like it was back in the days of, you know, the Devin Hester days where they were getting wins the greedy way. And I feel like it's pretty much the same thing. Um, If Trubisky doesn't – if he blows the game, it'll be through fumbles, interceptions, bad throws, not getting key conversions. But I feel like this is – it's going the Bears' way. I just feel it. I, I don't know if it's just – it's just I want the story to keep going on of that Philly magic and how – Nick Foles is such uh, a great quarterback to come in the clutch. I don't think they're going back to the Super Bowl, but I do believe that they're going to win this game. 
I don't know if it's X's and O's or if this is just straight up. I just want to see the storyline continue. And we have a little bit of a Nick Foles versus Carson Wentz. Um, which quarterback are you going with? If they win this game, I definitely think it's going to be uh, something to go into next season about. Because I think you have to go ahead and start Nick Foles if he's able to win you another playoff game. He doesn't have to get you the Super Bowl, but he got you into the playoffs and then won you a game. So I think it's going to be that, – that'll be fun on that way. But looking on the X's and O side, uh, O side, we saw the Eagles play a very good – the Redskins game does not count. The Redskins have not, did not do anything that last game. They didn't care at all. But the week before, we saw them against the Texans. That game was a very high-scoring game, put up 35 points. Nick Foles looked amazing. The offense looks to be clicking again. And I feel like the defense feeds off of the offense. The defense is now everybody puts on their ski mask. Uh, they have Avante Maddox, who is former Pittsburgh uh, Panther, who I watched for two years, and he was he – was, Really, he, he was an iffy corner, but he seems to have picked it up in the NFL and getting picks and making great tackles. So I think that's that's going to be fun. Um, we see that the defense, Michael Bennett, everybody's excited again. It's just a, an excitement back with the Eagles. And I think that how the same reason why I'm not picking uh, Lamar Jackson to beat the Chargers is the same reason why I'm picking the Eagles to uh, beat the Bears. Mitch, it's his first time in the playoffs, and we, we've seen it so many times, rookie quarterbacks. Uh, not rookie quarterback, first-time quarterbacks in the playoffs. It's it's just not it's not the same. I think th- this is going to be a year where he grows and understands. Okay, what I did in the playoffs that was right. What I did uh, that was wrong. And then they build on that for next season, where I think they probably will be my Super Bowl uh, my Super Bowl favorites, depending on how everything plays out. But I think that just because this is his first time, I will go with the experienced team who won a Super Bowl just last year. They know that feeling and they have that hunger to get that feeling again. I think I have to go with um, the Eagles for that. But besides that, do you have any last-minute comments about the, this NFL wildcard weekend? Anything about the NFL that is on your mind before we end this uh, this first episode of the new year? Um, two things. Just about the teams that are in the playoffs, I feel like every team that's in there deserves to be in there. I'm actually really excited about these playoffs coming up. It should be definitely better than the college football playoffs, but you know, that's neither here or there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to watch some NFL football, which is probably the first time I said that in a couple of years. So we'll see how that goes. And the second thing, fire Bruce Allen. Please fire Bruce Allen. <laughs> Hashtag fire Bruce Allen. But, yeah, I think I think this is the most exciting playoffs that we've had in a while where almost every team is, I think, could potentially win it. I usually don't feel that way. But we saw – where I was talking about the Cowboys. I don't see a chance. But – we saw the Cowboys beat the Saints. If the Cowboys somehow find themselves in the NFC Championship game, they have the recipe to that worked against the Saints, and they could beat them again and find themselves in the Super Bowl. There, there's. I think every single team in the playoffs has a shot to uh, to get to the Super Bowl, and I think that's the most exciting part. But we'll be back here next week to talk about uh, what transpired in Wild Card Weekend, and then talk about divisional rounds, everything, to, uh, everything going there. We'll see if there's any more news on AB and the Steelers side, if there are any more uh, interesting coaching changes or any interesting GM changes. We didn't really talk about Black Monday because all those coaches deserve to be fired. I think maybe besides uh, Steve Wilkes from Arizona, who only, who only had one season, I think that's kind of unfair. Besides that, I think every other coach that uh, mutually parted ways or decided to leave, I think that was all fair. But besides that, for Mike and Micah, we'll catch you next week. Uh, we'll definitely try to do this at least once a week. We'll have emergency podcasts whenever we feel like there's need to be, whether that's NFL, NBA, MLB, or NHL. We have a lot in store for this season. 
We'll catch you here next week on the Mike and Micah show. Peace, Peace out.